Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute. It's a Movies by Minute podcast where we take you to the volcano one minute at a time and celebrate the 1990 fairy tale Joe vs. the Volcano. And along for that thrill ride is, as always, Tierney. And our guests closing out this week on a Friday are Allison Grimm and Liz Whitaker. TGIF. Well, I can't follow that. <laughs> that is very hard to follow. Um, but this minute. All right, everybody go home. Let's call it. <laughs> everybody go home. So. No way. I was promised more acting. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so we've got a special treat in in store for you listeners. But this minute starts with Dee Dee coming back over to Joe's desk. And it ends with the door closing on Joe in the doctor's office. So this for you minutes without context. Guests is yes, your first introduction of Meg Ryan's first character, Dee Dee. Oh, that's Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually knew she, I saw her in the uh, montage video. Uh, be the closing, the closing scene, the oh. quitting scene, because she's sitting in the background of that. Oh, sort of looking amazed. Yeah. And my favorite thing is that Meg Ryan, as he mentioned, this is our, your introduction to her in her first character. She actually plays three different women in this movie. Really? Oh. Now yeah. I'm, huh. Yep. <laughs> is that why she's very obviously wearing a wig? <laughs> Meg Ryan plays Dee Dee, Angelica, and Patricia before the end of this film. Oh, the Skylar sisters. That was, sorry, that was a bad joke. But it made me laugh a lot. That's what podcasts. The Skylar for. Sisters. <laughs> yeah, nah. it was. It was probably funny. I just didn't get it. Oh, if you don't, if you, if you, you're not a Hamill fan, it wouldn't make sense. Oh, somehow Sorry. I've still never listened to that. It's all right. I laughed, <laughs> and that's really all that matters <laughs> to me. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on the. It's all right. I laughed. Liz merch as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Minutes without contest, t- context, Woo. and it's all right. I laughed. <laughs> Those are my signature lines. The Liz Whitaker brand. That's that's my brand. Tierney's ride or die for Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I'm just trying to make my own self laugh. I just wrote down, it's all right. I left. That's not right. Like, <laughs> no, don't leave yet. <laughs> First, we have to watch this awkward interaction between Dee Dee and Joe, Mm. and then we'll let you get out of this office. But yeah, before that, wow, this is... I I wanted to hear your thoughts on Dee Dee asking, why do you let Watori talk to you like that? And to give a little bit of context, when you see her before, it's very much like Dee Dee and Joe, they're, they're their only kind of port in the storm in this horrible office environment. And so she's she's more sympathetic and we're kind of in this together. N- neither of us can do anything about this terrible situation. Mm-hmm. But now after overhearing what Tori said to him, now she comes in with being more friendly, positive, confrontational and asking, why do you let him talk to you like that? So how did you respond to that? I was actually a little put off about her. So it's like nice at the front of the conversation, the front, the beginning of the conversation. That's what we call it when it's a conversation. It's the beginning. It's not a door. 
<laughs> when she so says, we you open the conversation <laughs> and uh-huh. then you step through the threshold. There's a mat on the f- ground in front of you, and it says, "Why do you let him talk to you like that?" <laughs> and then you go through the door, which is Joe's response. And then she says, "And then she's like, what's wrong with you?" In a tone of voice that is uh, not doesn't seem particularly caring to me. She becomes what I just heard Cher's dad say, like, what's wrong with you? And she says it in the same tone of voice. Hmm. Well, you know what I think could shed a lot of light to this? Watching the rest of the movie? (laughs) 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 I'm not going to be that podcaster. No, actually, so as we're recording this, that hasn't been released yet, but... We talked in some earlier minutes over some excerpts from the screenplay. And I pulled out of the Joe vs. Volcano archives an excerpt from the screenplay where you get a little bit of the character's motivations. And Liz, since you did such a great job with that reenactment earlier in the week, I thought you would be the perfect person to share this excerpt with us. Are you game? I sure am. Let's see how I what I can do here. All right. Okay. What's wrong with you? I don't feel very good. She looks at him. She's frustrated with this guy. This is somebody who she could go for, but he's just lying there like a dog waiting to be kicked. He looks at her. If he had the strength, if he were feeling a little better, he'd make a play for this woman. But he's helpless. He just doesn't feel very good. Absently, he feels the glands in his throat. What's the matter with you? I don't know. She stares at him. She's angry, frustrated. She turns and walks out. Joe's eyes are shining with tears that will not fall. He's powerless to help himself. He mutters to himself, fierce and impotent. I don't know. (laughs) He presses the heels of his hands into his eyes. End scene. I love that. Bravo. I I love your sad boy Joe voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my voice (laughs) when I'm not podcasting. (laughs) That's my work voice. So so nine to five, you're sad boy Joe, and then you transform into Liz. Mm, yes uh, for our listeners Mm -hmm. entertainment but let's be real i'm more of like a 7 30 to 3 30 (laughs) same (laughs) if you made me stay at work until five o'clock i would melt and die i could not do that absolutely not (laughs) nope so there was a line in there of the stage directions that i hated (laughs) lying there like a dog waiting to be kicked Mm. yeah I, I'm very concerned like about that. the writer and his attitude towards dogs hearing that. Mm-hmm. As a person who always ends up with dogs that have the like sad, goopy eyes, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a moment and potentially defend the screenwriter and say that maybe they're just using that as a description of how their dog looks at them because that's how they've seen dogs look in movies when they're, you know, being treated poorly. Because I don't like to think about real-life people kicking their dogs. No. Yeah. I don't think he's advocating dog kicking in any way. No. Is that an expression, though? Like a dog waiting to be kicked? Well, absolutely. Oh, I don't know if I've heard it exactly that way, but I've definitely heard people talk about, like, kicked dogs and the faces they make. But also, that's the face my dog makes when her Kong is out of peanut butter. So. (laughs) 
Which is also an act of violence. <laughs> Basically, I didn't put enough peanut butter in there. I didn't get a big enough Kong. You're a monster. Well, oh. thank you for that reenactment. I thought that was a lot of fun. And I like hearing what they were going for with this character, specifically around Dee Dee's frustration. Yeah. And so when I read that, I can, like, I get that feeling that she has. I have felt that about people. Like, I want to be your friend, but you have to give me just something, anything, <laughs> like an mm-hmm. ounce of just anything. So, you know, I was hard on Dee Dee at the start, but I feel like I got to know her character a little bit better. And <laughs> now that I identify with her, now that you think went on a fine. journey together. <laughs> there you go. What I wonder is. Because the movie transitions in a great movie way. What was the end of that conversation like in that office? As he sat there with the heels of his hands pressed to his eyes. From what I remember in the screenplay, you just see her walking away. Yeah, it says she actually walks out. Yeah, she turns and walks out. Yep. Okay. He says, I don't know. And she's just like, then I'm going to know where the door is. (laughs) I was like, all right. We're going to transition to the waiting room of the doctor's office and meet not Carol Kane. <laughs> I thought it was Carol Kane. No, I thought Meg Ryan was Carol Kane. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the voice. I oh, she wait. is putting on quite wait. a voice. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that was the wrong way. <laughs> I'm a witch, not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, some women would be. That's what I said. That's my response. Not his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a witch, not your wife. <laughs> That's how Liz responds when people, when men tell her to do things. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a witch, not your wife. Need that on a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crossover t-shirt. <laughs> Somebody get the Princess Bride Minute on the horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is Jane Hay- Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S. And what I love is that she is an actress and casting director, but she has more than one. It's not like this was her only acting role. She has multiple acting roles, but her only image on IMDb is her from behind in the scene. Oh, no. It's like, really? You couldn't We're even. going to see her better in this minute. Yeah, you couldn't even screen grab her when the camera's looking at her. Yeah, Especially since she's a casting director. You would think somewhere along the decades of her career, she would have had opportunity to say, you know who is perfect for this scientist ninja? Me. (laughs) (laughs) But I love the whole severe, that hairdo, it's Mm. just all perfect for me. And we've talked before about how this movie weirdly straddles the late 80s moving into the early 90s. And the wall behind Joe is just... Uh Yeah. Of that era. Extremely. I feel like somewhere there is a photograph of my mother wearing a nurse's cap like that. That like <laughs> is she could be in this office. I'm say, here's the question. Is she a nurse? Yes. So All there right. Legitimate purposes. <laughs> so is my aunt and she gets very excited um, since they don't do the nurse's caps anymore. She like makes little tissue ones with her graduating students. <laughs> She's also a teacher for nursing. My mom used to teach nursing too. This is not a friendly nurse. This is a stern. This is a nurse who's like, this is actually a receptionist job. I'm a trained medical professional. <laughs> I uh, could be doing more with my time. Please use me to my full <laughs> license. Thank you. <laughs> 
So, uh, do you need me to draw some blood or something while you're here? Yeah. Nurse stuff, you know? I mean, the audio of her using the microphone, even though they're in the same room, is pretty fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Just further enhancing that atmosphere of complete despair. And, like, detachment. (laughs) Yeah. There, she can't even speak to him through the air. It's such a, they're they're not even existing in the same space, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. how... It can feel when you are depressed sometimes. This is very true. I think the way that they cut from Joe in his office to the doctor's waiting room plays into that too. Having him, he holds his hands to his eyes and then you're still on that same scene and you hear the nurse receptionist, what have you, calling Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks. And then it's like a peekaboo cut and he takes his hands away from, and he's already in the doctor's office. So yeah, whole disorientation. Like, oh God, he looks terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He's just like fumbling through life. But to uh, c- continue to talk about uh, sad things, as soon as I heard her say, Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks, I was like, is this a prequel for saving Mr. Banks? Mm. Oh. oh. Tom Cruise plays, or not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. That is a different fever dream. <laughs> That's a different movie. I, was, uh, I did way too much Minute Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> where where Tom Hanks is uh plays the role uh that is played by mm, the Irishman whose name I can never remember when I'm on a podcast, Colin Farrell. That's not a real name, right? That, <laughs> that is. Colin Farrell is a that's real not, name. That's not a real name. I never think If Alison like, Grimm can be a real name, <laughs> Colin Farrell can be a real it name. Is a, it is my real but name. I that's why I took my like, husband's last name. <laughs> <laughs> I always just feel like I'm picking two names out of the clouds and be like, nah, Colin and Farrell. Got it. See, it helps if you say Hollywood bad boy before. <laughs> oh, okay. That oh. That's his full name. That that's Hollywood bad boy. That's his true first name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hollywood bad boy Colin Farrell plays a Ugh. poor old alcoholic dad, which... Of the like 12 movies I've seen, Saving Mr. Banks is one I've seen multiple times and one I watched last weekend. <laughs> I love Saving Mr. Mr. Banks. I do I, actually, I like to watch Saving Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins as like... Uh, I did a double oh. feature with Saving Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins Returns because really? Returns was on Netflix. Nice. <laughs> All right. So if Colin Farrell is Hollywood bad boy Colin Farrell, is Tom Hanks Hollywood sad boy Tom Hanks? Oh. I, th- oh. I think that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I- mm, that's true. Tom Hanks is ho- is Hollywood dad boy. Dad. Oh yeah. I feel like he's like Hollywood beloved dad. That po- that that wordplay works better in print than in uh mm-hmm. when vocalized. Hollywood's okay, beloved dad, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I like Hollywood dad boy. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood dad boy, Tom Hanks. Oh. See, this is what this podcast is for. I swear to you. <laughs> Is just to love Tom Hanks? <laughs> no, it's to come up with quality content like Hollywood dad boy Tom Hanks. You, you, if you just riffed on Tom Hanks for a while, you wouldn't get there. You have to, you have to push you have to deeper. build to it. Yeah, yes, yeah. You've exactly. got to start from: Is Colin Farrell a real name? No, because that's not his full name. <laughs> it's Hollywood what- bad boy. <laughs> I thought you were about to drop some hot car- Colin Farrell intel on us. <laughs> and what is his full name? Well, now I must know. Bartimius So Crouch. in short, this has been a masterclass in podcasting. <laughs> yep. What's a podcast? 
It's a it's, it's like a like blog. A blog? <laughs> <laughs> it's a blog for your ears. Right. Oh. Sounds awful. It's a blog that someone reads to you. <laughs> so you can listen while driving. <laughs> listen, I need everyone here to validate my life choices. Please and thank you. <laughs> well, it's been an amazing week and we will validate your life choices on the way out. Will you validate to see our the receptionist? Parking? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the dog's in the car, like, let's go. <laughs> She's in the driver's seat. Oh yeah. Like honking the horn. Come here, doggy. My cat wants to come say hi. My cat's going to be on the podcast, except he won't because he's a cat and they don't do what you want them to. (laughs) He was like, oh, you want want me to come over? No, I'm out. Yeah. Come on. I'll give you a disdainful look. No longer interested. He's scratching at the chair. He's scratching at the chair. Oh, here he is. Hi, Dougie. Say hi. He's on my lap. Oh, he's going to pull my earphones out. Hello, Douglas. Dougie. Meow. You're going to meow? He's sniffing the microphone. Can I irritate him until he meows? I can just imagine the little nose going in the sniffs, and I love it so much. And it was International Cat Day, and yes. I announced to my family, I was like, I know we're all slightly allergic to cats, but maybe we could just get a cat anyway. <laughs> could you get, like, a bubble cat? Well, my thing is, I grew up with cats. I had, I've always had cats, so... It's not like I'm allergic and it's a problem. It's just once I lived out of a house and we didn't have pets, I was like, oh, mm. oh, I don't have to take Claritin every single day mm. of my life. Oh, it turns out. I thought I grew out of my cat allergy. Maybe it's just because I, as an adult, have to take Allegra every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm already <laughs> medicating yeah. myself against it. But that's, yeah, my my grandfather, who basically was like a Pied Piper for cats, like, he was allergic to cats. And every year, the doctor would be like, and you don't let them in the bedroom. No, of course not. I wouldn't try. I would never let the cat on my bed. (laughs) Like, four cats sleeping on his pillow at that moment. (laughs) Yeah, any doctor who believed that has never met a cat. (laughs) Yeah, you really think you're going to keep a cat off the furniture? Right. Yeah. Not happening. Oh, I miss living with cats. I, I miss having a pet, period, but because I grew up with... I came home from the hospital as a baby. There were already three cats in the house, <laughs> two you of were which the- were bigger than I was. Actually, they were probably all bigger than me at the beginning. <laughs> so you were, you were the interloper in the situation. Exactly. I, I think I was part... We definitely have video of me, like, playing with cat toys. That's just what was on the floor at my yeah, level. They're and, bright right. colors. Who wouldn't want you know, to? Yeah. It saves money for your parents. That's real smart. Were you I still actually like to sit on the kitchen counter when I'm not supposed to. By the cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go try and convince my family that we need a cat. I wish All right. You... I'll help. May the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you. I don't think I said while we were actually recording, but I've said it multiple times in preparing for this podcast that the ending of this minute is my perfect minute ending. And it's a Friday. I mean, that is just. That's some universe aligning stuff. And since this is your first time hearing it, that little strain of music, the here, do you want to do a tyranny? Do, 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 do. So good. So that is the music box theme, and that repeats throughout the movie. Oh, cool. And it just is incredibly satisfying that the minute wraps up with... Imagine how you would feel if it just cut out a couple seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. Your week would not feel complete, would it? No, it wouldn't. Mm-mm, not at all. Sorry, sorry. I, 
I, for saying ow there a couple times, I don't know if you heard, uh, Dougie decided to come back and say hi, and he swatted my arm a couple times. <laughs> got a nail right in there. Anyway, sorry about that. No, we appreciate his contributions. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Waking me up. Dougie was impressed as well. I like it. <laughs> The cat who appreciates movie quality. Yeah. That's right. It was really considerate of the filmmakers to make sure that that, um, that that door closing happened at the end of a minute. Yeah. End of a minute and end of a week. Very symbolic. Close the door on this week. Maybe next week we'll this movie must have been pivot tables. Yeah. This movie must have been made by a witch, not your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about does it for our week. Whew, I hate right. to wrap it up because it has been so much fun. Well, I hate to hit it and quit it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my brand. <laughs> A side chick of many podcasts. <laughs> Honestly, it's I haven't but had my own podcast since February. It's so much easier to just guess on them. It is. It's great. I don't have to watch any movies. <laughs> I can just come on and like post in real life with my mouth. I'm sorry if I can't swear on this and I've made your life harder. That's okay. I don't think we have a dedicated bleep, so this will be fun to pick something out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Liz saying, I'm not a wife. I'm, your, I'm a witch, not your wife. <laughs> Very long. It's <laughs> a super long bleep. Yeah. Yeah. How long of a word is she saying? <laughs> we save that one for tangents. I just have no idea how to wrap this up. Do we do plugs on Friday? I'm trying to remember what our usual little format is. Yeah, let's do some plugs. Plug, 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 plug. Uh, we are Joe versus the Minute. We are on the Growler Network, Growler Media. Is it GrowlerMedia.com? Wait, Growler like like furry tender, or is that for bears? <laughs> no, I think I think Growler is for bears. Never mind. Maybe Howler is furry Tinder. If you don't know, none of us do. <laughs> I don't know what you I'm, I'm what you think is going to happen here. <laughs> I guarantee you, GrowlerMedia.com does not have to do with either of those things. <laughs> it hosts podcasts, including this one, the Never Ending Minute, Beauty and the Beastly Minute. Mm, I don't know. You know. I want my money. Family entertainment like that. Yeah, I I want my money back. (laughs) I was under the impression this was for a different sort of podcast network. Mm -hmm. I don't remember where I was going with that because now I'm thinking about very different things. (laughs) Welcome to podcasting with Allison Grimm. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the week is not the week without just the total disintegration by the Friday. And if you want to see where that madness continues, you can check out our Facebook listeners group, the Joe versus the Minute listeners luggage raft. And Allison, Liz, where can folks find you? In a haunted wood in the dark of night near a volcano, which I'm fighting. (laughs) So bright. Uh, But if you don't have enough PTO from work to go find Allison at the (laughs) volcano, because you have a job like Joe... You can listen to me on your commute, guest on all kinds of random minute-by-minute podcasts, and maybe soon you'll get to hear me talk about another movie where I haven't seen it, but for the entire movie. That sounds fun, right? Yeah, come on over to Wait a Dune Minute. I promise it's happening. It's not, Dune isn't really like a David Lynch, David Lynch movie, or else I would say like, I can't believe you're starting on a David Lynch movie, because <laughs> you've never seen any David Lynch movies, have you? Nope. Oh, I don't no. know. How would I know? But probably not. It's safe probably to assume not. no. I've seen six movies, ever. One of which is The Human Centipede. None of which. <laughs> <laughs>
I've seen six movies ever, seven of which are Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) That counts as one movie. Nice. Well, watch all the movies you want this weekend. Just make sure to come back on Monday so that you can hear more about this one. Don't throw yourself in a volcano over the weekend. Always good advice. That would be very upsetting. (laughs) I don't know your life. Don't do that. Please come back on Monday. And <laughs> I give you permission. What if it's a Everything chocolate volcano? Sucks. <laughs> if you want to throw yourself in a volcano, I think you should. <laughs> Live your best life. <laughs> Don't take your life advice from Allison Groom. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on my business cards. <laughs> I am going to try to segue us on out of here before Allison gets Good us luck. into serious <laughs> trouble. Oh, I so. got to go to bed. That's fine. <laughs> so where to now, Tierney? Away from the things of man. Away from the things of man. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Let me say now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.